community spooky noises in the background. That's actually pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. I think that's our opening now. (laughs) Can you be spooky noises? (laughs) Music. So this week we'll be covering off Elder Sign by Fantasy Flight Games. Now, first released in 2011 and designed by Richard Launius and Kevin Wilson, who between the two of them have a fairly extensive catalogue which includes Arkham Horror, Descent, Journeys in the Dark, and Run, Fight, or Die. So, a few we've heard of, a few we've not. It's all good. What's Eldritch? Eldritch. Yeah. Yeah, that's them too. No, is that the name of... That's a word, though, isn't it? Yeah, Eldritch. Yeah, it's another another game within the series, but it also refers to the symbols. Yeah, <laughs> and other stuff too. Okay, it's all good. Mm. So, <clears throat> type of game. So, what we're dealing with here uh, is a fairly highly thematic cooperative dice rolling game with a similar success system as that of Yahtzee. I've never played Yahtzee. Yeah, it's it's sort of about getting the right numbers and. Doing like a risk reward type thing to get the, oh, get the right numbers. In the it. My parents play it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. They've never asked me to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe they've seen your your track record on Elder Sign and then you whoop them. Yeah. Must be it. <laughs> so there's a highly randomised chance of success, and uh, I know that many of you hate that, but you should use your powers and cards right. You can control the flow and outcome of your rolls. Yeah. It also works well as a solo game for any of you out there who enjoy making their way through solo plays. That was one of my points. Sorry. How could you? Feel free to throw something at me. I'm trying to include where I can if or not it's solo as well. I cover that off. All right, all right. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. (laughs) Right. So determining the first player isn't particularly interesting this game. Uh, You you, uh, shuffle all the chosen investigator markers and randomly choose one. Yeah, fair. Yeah. At least they've got a simple, there you go, yes. that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. See you later, hon. <laughs> All done. <clears throat> Off you pop. Yeah. <laughs> Off <It's>... you pop. <laughs> it's not overly important, really, who the first player is, because you will get a turn before each activation, so it's not mm. like a huge factor, really. But yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Alrighty, so I'm going to go over the rules overview. Um, so in our usual fashion, I'll quickly describe the main gist of rules so you can get a feel for it. Um, but... Obviously, there will be things missing, and I won't go into full detail. Brief. Keep it brief. <laughs> so, at the start of the game, once everyone has an adventurer uh, and they're starting weapons and spells, you decide on an elder one that you'll be doing battle with. And once they have been chosen, you prepare the monster cup accordingly, although we tend to just leave all the monsters in there for a bit of a challenge, uh, and what? then deal out six adventure cards. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. You can remove certain monsters from the game to make it easier. Oh, and we... Oh. What? Well, we started playing it wrong to begin with, and then we just sort of kept doing it. Okay. And every time, so we've we've been playing really hard games, and we don't need to, or potentially easier games because there's more of a pool of like contests. Better both. Just more random chances. It's really good when you're doing a podcast about a game, and then your husband just tells you that you've been playing it wrong the entire time. (laughs) It's a really balanced review. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. You then deal out six adventure cards, uh, and these will be your locations. Yes. 
So each player in turn will decide on an adventure card to visit, takes six green die plus any, oh, no, green dice, sorry, plus any <laughs> modifiers. Like... Yeah, I did just do what you did. It's it's you, you got in my head. I got in my own head. I'm worried about saying things. Yeah, like, exactly, you get worried about saying, saying, no, you did it wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we should put, I'll make a cross stitch. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. So you take all six green dice plus any modifiers and roll all at once. Uh, the object of the game is to complete, strike, match up the symbols of the dice with that of the card, which signals completion of that adventure uh, in order to obtain as a trophy and win the rewards, which will then, hopefully, result in obtaining enough Elder Signs to seal away the Elder One before time runs out and they awaken. Okay, go on. It is 1926, and the museum's extensive collection of exotic curios and occult artifacts poses a threat to the barriers between our world and the elder evils lurking between dimensions. Where's my music? I'm out of breath. (laughs) Gates to the beyond begin to leak open, and terrifying creatures of increasing strength steal through them. Animals, the mad, and those of more susceptible minds are driven to desperation by the supernatural forces the portals unleash. Only a handful of investigators race against time to locate the eldritch symbols necessary to seal the portals forever. Only they can stop the ancient one beyond from finding its way to Earth and reducing humanity to cinders. Great description. That's the description as it is on uh, BGG, so description for the publisher, effectively. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh... It's a pretty good description of the game. I yeah, like it. Yeah. I like it. I, I like it. It's a good setup. Sometimes it's nice when they do have things like that, so you know. Yeah, Fantasy Flight are pretty good at having that. I mean, obviously, they do publish a, a whole. You know, we'll go over that later. Yeah. Yeah. Shut <laughs> so we've got the winning conditions. So the game ends immediately when any of the following conditions occur: the player, the players seal the ancient one away by collecting a number of elder signs equal to or greater than the elder sign limit on the ancient one's card. The players defeat the Ancient One in battle by removing the final Doom token from its Doom track, or all investigators are devoured. That's not winning. You don't win if you're all devoured. No. That's no. how it ends. But the game ends immediately <laughs> when it happens. Yeah. And the players win if they either seal away the Ancient One or defeat it. Uh, the players lose if all investigators are devoured. Oh, good. So I, I did put that point. in there. Oh, good. There, good. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for clarifying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, technically that's how the Elder One wins, but yeah. Oh, so it is a winning. It is a winning game. It is a winning game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm such a prick. Um, so, tiebreaker, there isn't one. Because it's not needed, because it's not a competitive game. That's true, actually. Yeah, there's like a tiebreaker between us yeah. and the ancient one. So, in some games, even if it is cooperative, they still have that winning thing at the end, where you, if you've got the most points, you're the ultimate winner. Oh, you winner. still like top it up. I don't like games like that, because it feels counterintuitive to what you're actually doing. You're supposed to all be working together for a common goal, not yeah, secretly true. stealing points. Mm. If it's a hidden traitor game, not a problem, because you can yeah. slow to do that. But if it's just a regular co-op game, which a lot are, don't have points. Just mm. don't do it. It's not needed. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to one of Katie's sections. It is the type of player. Okay, so you've already touched upon this. I do apologise. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got here about solo players, mm. um, like you said. So you can actually just play it on. You've played it on your own, haven't you? I have a couple of times, yeah. Uh, oh, especially through like, uh, like Tabletopia. Oh, have you played it through that as well? Yeah, it's quite good to that because you can just throw everything in and like just click away and have a little bit of fun. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, so you can have up to eight players as well, which is quite a large amount. So you've got a lot of people coming around. Um, dice rolling, which we've already touched upon, that people don't really like that, but we like it. Yeah, we like it. Especially this one because it's different. Mm, it's not yeah. like you can't control it. You've got like you can add all the different cards in to get extra dice and that sort of thing. Did I use dice right? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a thing from now on, isn't it? it is. Did I use dice right? Um, and it what I've popped in here is that it's good if you like Lovecraftian games because yeah. this one's quicker. Yes, this yeah, one's quicker yeah. than a lot of them. Not not all of them, but like you know we've got. I mean we're gonna do it one day, but not today is not that day. Mansions of Madness and Arkham Horror. I think we've got five games in total that are set in the Arkham. Yeah, universe. but I'm not gonna. We don't want to review all of them right now. Or. See, don't look at me like that. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll get them to the table eventually. Oh, for God's sake. So we've got Mansions of Madness and Arkham Horror, both of which we played and both of which are a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's quite quick um, in comparison, so that was good. Um, yeah, so if you like short games where you don't have as much time to play mm. and want to play something with Cthulhu in it, here you go. Mm. Jobs are good and next. um yeah no i I totally agree i also think it's quite a good um sort of intro game for people into the kind of arkham universe um yeah because we've had a few people that we just thought oh they're never gonna like the theme of this game but then they've actually Mm. really enjoyed playing it yeah like one of my friends even though she is into the she likes the theme Mm. but i didn't think she'd like it because it it looks a bit complicated but it's not that complicated you know what i mean you you set it it up and it's got loads of different pieces and whatnot and it looks a bit like oh god what have i gotten myself into here (laughs) but actually once you start going it's like oh great i get to roll things yeah basically that's it yeah yeah Yeah. okie doke so our next section is why we purchased do you want to give a go at the guess I Maybe. don't know. <laughs> it just appeared. What a shock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it did. Because this, this one, we've genuinely played a lot. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. with a lot of different people. Um, so I actually bought this one because it was during... I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was during a boom of uh, free board game apps. <clears throat> okay. And we'd gotten a few different ones. We'd gotten like Ticket to Ride and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And Elder Slime was one of them. And I played it on the app. And I ended up playing it for like 20, 30 hours because I loved it. Oh my god. So I thought, Are you okay, huh? best what, get the board what, game. What were you supposed to be doing that day? I know you didn't do No, it no, not all, that, just, goodness, just, not all that. not all that day. It was... I sat down on the sofa. I opened the app and I didn't leave for 30, 30 hours. <laughs> no, it was over the course of a couple of months when we were travelling to and from work. Hell yeah. You didn't, yeah, you didn't need an internet connection for it, so it was just, oh, even better. you could just play Beautiful. along. Um, and yeah, I liked it so much, and then just thought, why not give the actual physical board game a go? Got it, and I think we played it pretty much as soon as I got it. Mm. It wasn't one that sat on the shelf, really, so yeah, yeah. I think it was a worthwhile purchase. Mm. Great. Alrighty. Great. So moving on to the artwork, which has been done by Dallas Melhoff, and I really don't think I've pronounced that right, but... Okay, cool. So, do you want to kick this one off? I have written classic Lovecraftian, and that is all I've heard about <laughs> like, the art. Those are all my notes. Yeah. Pretty uh, on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a Fantasy Flight release, and Fantasy Flight have kind of got a um, almost like a standard artwork template 
make it sound boring, but it's not. For all the it's different games that, yeah, for yeah. all the games they release in the Arkham universe, uh, and they've slowly built up a, I'd say, a visual universe as well as a story-based universe mm. um, for through their releases, and this definitely ties in with all the different artwork that they they do publish. The only thing I, I ever find to be a drawback um, is that sometimes if you compare cards from different games, it's impossible to tell which game it came from. Oh dear. Because the artwork is so consistent. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, you, you have to know the game in order to know where the art came from. So if I dropped okay. three or four boxes, I'd be screwed. I'd well, have to go don't, through the... don't drop <clears throat> boxes. Well, yeah, it's easy enough to say, but... I've been really clumsy lately. I feel like so. this is one of those like math problems. <laughs> like if Josh is walking down the stairs with three boxes of uh, Lovecraftian <laughs> games, how many apples will he buy? <laughs> Before Cthulhu eats his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so we're then going to move on to the component section. Mm. So I guess, as I've already said, it looks complicated. It does, like, a little bit. Josh is an image, like a stock image of it on his screen, and actually it looks like a lot. But you all round one section, aren't you? It's not yeah, like you've yeah, all yeah. got like loads of. And there's no maps or anything in this. I guess there sort of is, because you've got the world cards in the middle. But it's not like a big map or anything like that. Yeah. It's yeah. That for those cards are your board, so it's yes. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are other sort of decks of cards around and other tokens and stuff. But it's not like you're going through a board and it's, you know, if you land on this space, draw this, unless that, and if, and, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's that they've got really clear iconography on each of their cards, so you know exactly what you need to draw or discard when something happens. Yeah. So it's quite an easy one to follow, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think once you, as I said, once you've had, like, a look through, and they're quite, like you said, they're quite intuitive as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. definitely nailed it with the iconography on this game. It's quite easy to, to navigate when you're doing it. Yeah, one of my favourite things as well, which we bought in a, um, we didn't buy, it came in an expansion pack you bought, is yeah. the little holders for the investigators. Yeah, that's So they're yeah, not like really tokens cute. anymore that just sit flat, like they sit up in this little plastic thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, make your own, be crafty, yep. it's fine. Yep. But that they're actually really useful. I didn't realize, because I like half the time I was always like, where am I? <laughs> yeah, my character. You flat oh, you're dying cards, in this yeah. room. Oh, of course I am. <laughs> of course I'm dying in that room again. Yeah, they were good additions. I'm glad I got that, that little expansion with the plastic tokens in. But mm. actually the best component within the box is the little Cthulhu dice bag someone made me that holds all of the monsters. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. So Katie bought this um, sort of Cthulhu-inspired fabric. It's, it's not even. It's not even inspired by Cthulhu. <laughs> I bought that from my local fabric store. It's not oh, okay. anything. So it's just... No, it's not anything to do with Cthulhu. It's just I think it looks like Cthulhu. So it it's like sort of spiral patterns in green, but they look like tentacles they do, to yeah. me. They're not. They are not any kind of Cthulhu-branded <laughs> thing. I just saw the pattern and went. That looks like a Cthulhu. It does. It I'm really does. It. <laughs> and she very kindly made me a monster holder bag. Yeah. Uh, within the rules, it says use a, like, make a bag or use a cup or whatnot. And it was just like, oh, this is a bit annoying. So you went, I'll make you a bag. And you did out of that fabric. And it was awesome. Yeah. So we've got and a little Cthulhu-inspired bag. Yeah. And it's bitchin'. Once you've finished listening to this podcast, perhaps you'll come and check out That's Life podcast. With me, Tom, and him, Dave, you're bound to have a laugh. What's the worst that could happen? It's not as bad as a kick in the balls. Back to Josh and Katie. Right, so now we're moving on um, to my favourite section, which is Katie's interesting facts. Okay. 
So I think you, you're probably all going to know where I'm going with this one, <laughs> to be honest. So Elder Sign is based on the Cthulhu mythos. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd just touch on that. Okay, so uh, The Call of Cthulhu was first published in a magazine called Weird Tales. You're nodding at me because you knew this. Josh knows this. Um, in 1928. Wait, what year is it? 1926. This game is based just before he wrote that novel. Oh. Two years before. Why? Oh, we have to find that out. Anyway, so Cthulhu is a cosmic entity considered to be a great old one, and he's seen as like the leader or the priest of the old ones. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, these are my more fun facts. Right? <laughs> Go for it. So Cthulhu has appeared as a parody candidate in several political elections, mm-hmm. including the Polish presidential presidential elections and obviously USA. Mm-hmm. Um, in the animal kingdom, there is a spider, a moth, and two microorganisms named after Cthulhu. Oh, really? Yeah. Nerds be nerds. And this is my favourite. Yeah, well, about to get even worse. A dark region of Pluto along the equator is known as the Cthulhu region. Love it. Yeah, like that, that's my favourite fact that I found about. It's about Cthulhu. I'm not gonna be around the bush. But uh, yeah. 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 So. Awesome source. A lot of Cthulhu stuff going on. So. I almost touched on a fact before, and I wasn't, because obviously we don't share notes before episodes, and I wasn't sure if it was in your interesting facts. Yeah. Do you mind if I quickly touch on it? Is that okay? You can very quickly, but I might beat you to a halt later. Right, let's just keep going. Nah, you did. <laughs> it was just about the world in which Fantasy Flight have sort of created within the games that they publish. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that's quite... No, it's just um, Fantasy Flight have a, a habit of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> publishing multiple titles within a particular IP and then building a world around it. But when they build their world, it's quite interesting because they also publish novels. Um, and I have, in fact, read a couple of these novels and they were, have you? They were pretty good. Yeah. I read um, the Settlers of Catan novel. I know, yeah. Is that one of them? It's, <laughs> it's not, fan- not Fantasy, Fantasy Flight, Flight no, is it? No, no it's I read not. that one. Yeah. yeah, but I've read a few of the novels from Fantasy Flight about like these games almost. Oh. So it's about like a recreated universe that's based on Lovecraft. Pretty cool. And um, yeah, they were pretty good. Well, why didn't it. I find that out in my internet research? I don't know. You might have had to go on the publisher website. You I did. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm thinking about the Fantasy Flight website now. Really badly laid out. Do better, Fantasy Flight. There's no like, there's no like easy internal Can we links say that? to better. I can say that. It's fine. Okay. We now have the space the game takes up. Okay. Um, so this one is a bit smaller than average, I would say, for like a, a board game, because the components, while there's a lot of them, they're all, um, cards and little tokens, mm-hmm. and they're not, they're all like cardboard, they're not, um, like building up anything or doing anything like that, so they're, it's, it's quite a neat little game. Um, and I think we touched on it earlier with the components, you're all sort of sat around was it six? Yeah. And it can get expanded to seven slash eight cards in the middle. So it doesn't take up too much room when you're actually playing it either. No, and the the cards, the, the location cards are like tarot-sized yeah. sort of cards, so it's not huge. They're bigger, but they're not like mm. huge. You're going to need more space. room to roll the dice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, did we get that right? Yes, we did. Cool. Um, I mean, the amount of times we've we've been rolling and, and one of them has just pinged off the end of the table and then we have to hunt for it. You know what the rule is, though? If it lands on a success, it counts. Yeah, and if it doesn't, you get to roll it again. <laughs> Unofficial rules. <laughs> That's called house ruling. <laughs> um, yeah, is that... You good there? Yep, that's all I have to say. Awesome sauce. So, moving on, we've got the replayability and expansion section. So, there are six official expansions to Elder Sign, um, with way, way more by way of the community, um, especially on Board Game Geek. There's a huge amount of custom expansions. Um, so, there's plenty to add to the base game. Now, in terms of replayability, personally, we've played this one a fair amount. With a large starting adventures deck and, and sort of numbers of investigators, it does make for a slightly different experience each time you play. Um, and we have also found um, success with newer players because of the simplicity of the base set rules. Mm. Um, so I, I would say that actually you can have fun for a long time with this one. If only on an infrequent basis. Yeah, I, I think when we've played it, recently hmm. so this is after like a good few years of us bringing mm-hmm. this out every now and then because when we bring it out we don't just play one game we tend to have a couple rounds and a couple drinks or whatever mm. after dinner and then that'll be that i do start to notice the cards i'm oh, like okay. oh there's one of them and i can't remember what it is the library or something like, yeah or the curator oh i think it might be the curator he's a dick yeah sorry we're gonna i feel like we should beep you for that i'm gonna beep you okay um yeah and every time it comes out, I'm like, well, we're not getting that one. That ain't happened. I've been yeah. down this road so many times and I've, I've never got him. So <laughs> I think we must have at some point. But it was good when you added in a couple expansions, I think, mm. and then it really mixed it up. Because while you've still got all the base game in there and whatnot, and it's sort of brand new, but it just mixes it up a bit. But we've played a lot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've only bought one expansion uh, and I got it on sale for about eight quid. So oh, I thought you'd done two. Well, there no, you go. Just, just save um, money. But all all the uh, all the different items that came with that um, that expansion oh, that yeah. made for things to be quite interesting because it almost changes the way you play the game. Yeah, which I found quite interesting. And new characters as well. Yeah, that makes it yeah, yeah. new abilities and stuff. Yeah, cool. So, Katie, how likely are you to kill me, and how? So we discussed this beforehand, which we don't normally do because I like to surprise Josh mm. and just throw something at him. <laughs> so put the. Um, so this is a cooperative game. So although, but although it's a cooperative game, you make the final decision. So if there's like four of us playing and I've got to make a move or make a decision, and if I've got three people telling me three different things, I can listen to them or I can go just completely rogue and just do something different. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take any advice. Even if you three all agree, I, I'd be like, nah, I want to go over that. I want to try the curator again. That sounds like a really good idea. Yep. Um, you guys can't do anything. That's <laughs> no, it. not at like, all. You can, you can shout at me, but I can still make the move. Yep. So that's where we think the main conflict is going to be in this one, because it is cooperative. Yeah, I think that's where the only conflict is. I mean, you can, I suppose you can kind of get frustrated with someone not getting the right die results. Mm. Dice results, die results, whatever. Um, <laughs> but you can't really have a go at them because it's totally random. Yeah, so it's exactly. just like, oh, I can't believe you didn't roll a skull. It's like, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, 
if players don't listen or aren't playing cooperatively and they go a bit rogue, you're probably going to want to throw an octopus at them. Yep. In the face. Yep. Just to clarify. It's a face full of octopus. Face full of octopus. <laughs> Love it. Oh my god, I've just realised. We've done dice and die, now we've got octopus and octopi. Oh dear. I've ruined it forever. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Alright, shall we move on? Mm-hmm. So, scores out of six. Would you like to go first? Gonna give it five. Are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's quite a high end. Well, we play it a lot. It's quite quick. I like it. Good theme. Mm. Good mechanisms. Cooperative. Can play it solo. Can play eight people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm in. Cool. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I saw that on your screen and I was like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think because it's not my favourite within the universe that Fantasy Flight Games have put out. Mm. Um, it does lack a little bit of depth um, and it does lack a little bit of the storytelling that I love from the other games but that is to make it a briefer and easier game and I do understand that. But you need to use your, your imagination. I did the Spongebob thing. <laughs> Anything's possible with your <laughs> imagination. I know. That's what you need. Like, you compare it to, like, Mansions or Arkham. Oh, yeah. That's... And some of the storytelling in that is <clears throat> pretty, pretty good. It's quite immersive. Like, yeah, well, especially it is, with yeah. the new Mansions with the app and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think that's why I'm giving it a three. Um, and it's by no means a bad game. In fact, I would recommend people to buy this game. Mm. But you need to be aware that it's it's not going to be the most immersive or yeah, deep experience yeah. into the world of Arkham from Fantasy Flight. Mm. I just like rolling stuff. I do too. Yeah. We should get a nice big dice, dice tray so we could throw it into the dice tray. Dice. We get a tower. Yeah, I'd like that. I want a dice tower. You want a dice tower? Right. We're going to go buy a dice tower. <laughs> but still, 8 out of 5 is not bad Oh my god, I can make a rolling tray for us out of the Cthulhu fabric. Yes, which please. is not technically Cthulhu fabric, but... Yes, please. Cool, well, I'm going to go make that. <laughs> and I'm going to go edit this episode. Yeah, which is going to take you ages, because I keep coughing in between. <laughs> and I don't really know why, but every time I apologise... Yeah, hopefully you won't hear any of the coughing when I'm done the editing, mm. but... But yes. here's some outtakes. Just me, my Cthulhu impression. I love it. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, again, we've been Tabletop Talks by Cooperative Cardboard. Uh, you can find us on Facebook um, under Cooperative Cardboard or Tabletop Talks. You can find us on Twitter under Tabletop Talks or Tabletop Two. Where the game? Tabletop One. I've forgotten what I won. Your... <laughs> I'll put it in the link. Um, you're at Shinxus one? Yeah. Yeah, there we are. Or cooperativecardboard at gmail.com. Uh, you're cooperative car too. Yes, I am. I'm cooperative car too. <laughs> Thank you very much. As always, all music was provided by Cringer and the Battlecats. Ovs. Ovs. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
You can put that in an outtake, I don't mind that. <coughs> right, okay, right, moving on. 